Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, guys, welcome in to the Wednesday edition of Extra Point with Phil Jones, our Weems Wednesday edition of the show, as we like to call it. Why do we call it that? Well, we went from Wide Open Wednesday to another W concoction of the show, which is Weems Wednesday, because we have Kennedy Weems joining us. And this delay is just so baffling to me, but anyway, I'll deal with it. <laughs> Kennedy. Where are you? Kennedy, there she is. How are you? I'm good. Kennedy Weems, of course, joins us now via the the beauty of technology, the magic of technology via our Zooming stream. And uh, Kennedy, as always, glad to have you. All right, Kennedy, as we always do, you uh, bring a good bit of uh, topics and subject matter to the table today. What do we have in store from you and your end today? Beautiful. In fact, and I'm glad you, uh, you, you brought that up. Usually what I have been doing, in fact, I think I did this yesterday, I usually wait and, and tell you guys who I did for my pick six, and then, of course, I give you uh, how I predicted the games to come out and the actual scores all at the same time. Today I'm going to do it a little bit different. Today I'm going to tell you guys that will appear in uh, tomorrow's newsletter exactly who I'm predicting for this Friday night. And, again, my six games to watch and who I've got – and who I'm predicting to win. And I want to hear what you guys have to say. And as I do that, Kennedy will be giving us her top six or pick six for the college game. Can't wait to see what you've got, Kennedy. 
Yes, I can hear you. Okay, yeah, I am seeing that in the comments now. <laughs> Jacob O'Neill says, anyone know sign language? Yeah, lay it to us, Kennedy. You got it? Know how to sign? I don't either. I respect anybody that can do that, though. That is quite a talent, let me tell you. Hopefully, though, we won't have to ask anyone to do that. Let's see if Mr. Producer can get Kennedy's audio up while we do that. Let's see what you got. What you say, Mr. Producer? Okay, Kennedy, give us a uh, a few bars of your best rendition of your favorite song. Let's see if they can hear you. Oh no, no, they hope they can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, let's see if they can hear me now. Can you guys hear Kennedy now? We are doing a test here on the air. Kennedy, just talk for a couple of minutes and see if it, they can hear you. Okay. Tell us again what you've got coming up since they couldn't hear you the first time. Okay. So I'm doing a pick six for college, some, some of the college games this weekend, and then I'm doing a top five kicker in the state of Georgia. Okay. They're saying we're good now. Yeah, Abby Pearson says loud and clear. Perfect. Jim F says she's good now. Sorry, Jim. I'm just going to have to call you Jim F because I have no <laughs> idea how to pronounce that last name. Jeff Dasher says, got it. Yes, can hear. H-E-R-E. -E. Uh, Stephen Wynn says, yes, we got you. Mac Foster says, we can hear her now. So I guess we've got uh, the big thumbs up. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the, uh, the college games that you've got selected. And uh, by the way, I haven't talked about this yet, and I know this is a high school football show, but oh, my goodness. What about those Florida State Seminoles? Bless their hearts. <laughs> Bless their heart, indeed. And I was sitting here that Monday. Remember, that was on Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. National television audience. I was so impressed with that FSU crowd. One of the best, most raucous, energetic college crowds I've ever seen. And I've been to a lot of Georgia games. And they, they laid it out on the field and lost a heartbreaker in overtime to Notre Dame, but I thought, Kennedy, and give me your thoughts, I thought, okay, FSU is back. They lost this tough one to Notre Dame, great football game, great setting. But you know what? I believe Mike Norville has got FSU back. And what do they do? They promptly go out the next week, last Saturday, and they lose to, wait for it, Jacksonville State. Yes. On a last-second Hail Mary when they didn't have the proper defense on the field to guard against a pass like that, I just – I don't know, man. I just I don't, I don't know. I just when I was getting ready, like I said, to say FSU was back, yeah. boom. I was they, they lose a tough one. Especially with McKenzie Milton back and playing. And just the fact that he's playing again, I was like, that gives me hope within itself for them. So, I was definitely, definitely – ready and excited for them to be back. And I did see on Instagram like later that night that uh, Florida State, I, can't, I think he was an offensive lineman, proposed to his girlfriend on the field while Jacksonville State was cheering after they had won. On the wait, wait, wait a minute now, what happened? <laughs> so an FSU offensive lineman had... Oh, we lost you. It was an easy... Okay. Am I back? Uh, 
uh, you're going in and out. Say that again. Okay. Am I back now? Yes. Okay. Um, an FSU offensive lineman was planning on proposing to his girlfriend, and I guess because it was Jacksonville State, thought it was an easy game. But he did it anyway and proposed while Jacksonville State was still on the field, like cheering after winning. It was it was mm. pretty comical. <laughs> you know that that's not as bad because I mean once you've decided to go that with that, I mean, you got to go forward with it. Oh right? yeah, there ain't no turning back <laughs> on a marriage proposal. But it reminds me of two things. Uh, did you guys see, Ken, I don't know if you saw this or not, did you guys see the guy that proposed to his girlfriend at the minor league baseball game and she turned him down? I did not see that. Oh, bro, you got to make sure that's 100% done. Right. I mean, like, there are no doubts. I mean, it's like, you may even want to say, hey, look, I'm going to propose to you. Just, uh, I'm just letting you know. Don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't take that chance. I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you're not 100 sure, and obviously she wasn't, wasn't even close. No. In fact, he gets down on the knee, brings out the ring. They got the everything on the big jumbotron. You know, he had talked to the people at the stadium, and they they're making a big deal out of it. And once he pops the question, she gets up and pops out of the stadium. I mean, runs out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it was so embarrassing. The other thing I was thinking about, though, uh, talking about when a team thinks they've got it won, I don't know if you guys remember the Kentucky-LSU game. When Kentucky was leading LSU, they had scored late. Uh, they had the lead. LSU was going to try a last-second Hail Mary, kind of like FSU. And the Kentucky players come out, and they – give the head coach at Kentucky the Gatorade bath. Right. While LSU is throwing a Hail Mary to win the game. <laughs> so you've got the coach getting soaking wet while he's watching his team give up a last-second touchdown. I got to tell you, that's the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, life's funniest moments. Absolutely. All right. Uh, by the way, guys, y'all check your spelling. Uh, we love the post, but somebody just uh, was talking about Kennedy was good to go. Instead, they put God to go. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody responded, God is good. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, we love y'all, man. Just giving y'all a hard time. But um, anyway. Uh, Clint Haynes says they got up for Bobby. Boy, they did that night. Mm -hmm. That was that opening game. Uh, of course, big salute to uh, Bobby Bowden, the late Bobby Bowden. By the way, if you guys have never seen it on my Facebook page, uh, I've got a picture of my son uh, and myself with uh, Bobby Bowden. That was when he was the keynote speaker at one of the uh, – the. I'm trying to think. I think it was the Boy Scouts uh, dinner that they had at – uh, out at the convention center in, here in Valdosta. Um, but, man, I was delighted and lucky to have that photo taken with the coach. He was so nice. And, uh, hey, I'm going to leave that thing up for a while. I would, too, for sure. I never got the chance to see him in any of his speakings, but I really wish I would have. Because he, he did a couple in Douglas, and I never had the opportunity <clears> to go. But definitely wish I could have. Yeah, no doubt. All right, so we say hello to Mac Foster. We say hello to Rolodex Williams, Charles King, 
Uh, by the way, Mac Foster picking on FSU says FSU stands for Failure State University because that is exactly what they did against Jacksonville State. Now that's a little bit harsh, Mac. Uh, I mean, come on, that was just a that was that was one game, but they are having a rough go of it right now yeah. uh, down in Tallahassee. Um, yeah, Abby Pearson says that was pitiful. Indeed, it was. Uh, Stephen Wynn is checking in. Jeff Dasher's in the house. Uh, trying to see who else is in the house. By the way, if those of you that are new to the show, I'm seeing some new names in here. We always want to know uh, what team you're representing. What team are you pulling for? Who's your favorite team? And where are you checking in from? We always uh, want to hear. Walter Johnson, of course, checking in from Albany, Georgia, said, hey, it should be Weemsdays. So we're putting together the Weems Wednesdays, making it one. I like that. Yeah, yeah, short and sweet. Yeah, absolutely. Joe Mamone says Milton's win over St. Joe's, Pennsylvania, last weekend was the biggest out-of-the-state road win in the history of Georgia high school football. Much respect for the Eagles. Now, Joe, hang on a second. It was big. Love our guys at Milton, head coach Adam Clack. You've got uh, Coach Sly, the athletic director there. Uh, we've got to know those guys. Great program, great people, uh, top-notch amongst the, the, the top programs anywhere. And that was a big win. But i got to wait and think about that. We need to research that because there have been some huge wins by Georgia teams going out of state. By the way, and we'll talk about this more as we go forward today, uh, I don't recall as many out-of-state games as we've had already, and we're not even halfway through the season, of Georgia teams playing outside of the state mm -hmm. and winning. I mean, Georgia has been dominating, including that win that uh, uh, Joe's talking about, the big win over the uh, St. Joe's out of Philadelphia. The second straight game and the second straight win, by the way, for Milton's Eagles uh, against out-of-state teams. The first one – uh, two, three weeks ago was against LCA out of Virginia. Yeah, there, there has been some really awesome. I mean, in general, in the state, there's been some awesome games this year, but definitely out of state games as well. <clears throat> Without a doubt. All right, Mr. Producer says, take a break, or I'm going to kick the plug on you. <laughs> so we'll do that. We'll take a break, and we will get right back with more from myself and Kennedy Weems on this Wednesday. Stay with us, guys. Hey, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout-out to our friends at Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta, longtime sponsor of the show. Guys, everything you need is in one stop at Winn-Dixie. If you're looking for dinner tonight, stop and uh, take uh, dinner home to the folks at the house. they got a full-scale hot bar. Full-scale floor department, need your prescriptions filled? Winn-Dixie has got that as well. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. At Adel Dental Associates, we've been building smiles for 25 years. For the fearful and the fearless, Supporting our community and the Cook High Hornets. Go Hornets! 
Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com slash newsletter. Well, you know, our defense came out and uh, played really, really well, especially in the first quarter and the start of the game to establish momentum. You know, our special teams, we got a big punt return. You know, we, we took the ball down, scored, went up 3 nothing, um, And then I had a big punt, went, had them, held them three and out, had a big punt return deep in their territory, boom, got another score. It was 10 nothing right off the bat. We kind of flipped the script from last year. We were able to jump on them right from the start, go up 17 nothing in the first quarter, and that, that was big. The next opponent, not going to be quite as tough as Lowndes. Talk about uh, Lithia Springs. Lithia Springs, you know, they're coached by Corey Jarvis, who, you know, took Mace in the state championship game a few years ago, and he's an excellent football coach. They, they lost a really close game to a good Alexander team last week. They won the week before. So, you know, they're, uh, it's going to be a game we're going to have to turn up and play with. And, you know, we, I talked to our kids this morning about, hey, look, uh, you know, we've got if we want to be a team that can make a run in the playoffs, we've got to be able to come out and, and practice hard and play well after a big win. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, guys, welcome back. Phil Jones with you on this Weems Wednesday. We've got Kennedy Weems, who is joining us via Zoom today, as she does every Wednesday. Kennedy, how is it going? It's going very good. I'm just excited for Friday. Listen, I am too. So where are you going to be? What game are you going to be at Friday? Um, I'm not sure if I'll go to the Coffee Glen Academy game or if I'll go to um, – my dad's game in Jeff Davis and Hazelhurst. So I always, always kind of decide Friday afternoon which one I want to go to. I got you. Uh, some good football coming up. Uh, we will be taking a rare Friday night off for our traditional game of the week. We normally are somewhere. We've been traveling all over the state the, the last, what, four weeks, I guess it is. Mm -hmm. We went to Marietta twice. We went to Thomasville, went to Douglas. Uh, am I missing one, Mr. Producer? I think that's it. Think so, anyway, going to take a break, kind of catch our breath this Friday night. Yours truly is thankful for that. And uh, we will pick it back up. Got some big games coming up that we are really excited to uh, announce that we're going to be doing. Going to be bringing you guys the Lee County Warner Robins game from McConnell Talbert Stadium. Uh, we talked to the Warner Robins folks earlier this morning, got approval to do that broadcast. We're really looking forward to bringing you that football game. Also, going to be bringing you a couple of games from the Sunshine State. Going to be bringing you 
uh, American Heritage and Cardinal Gibbons. And then also, uh, a couple of weeks later, going to be bringing you another Cardinal Gibbons, the Chiefs and St. Thomas Aquinas from Florida Atlantic. So uh, giving you guys a little bit of an introduction to some of the uh, Sunshine State football. And all those programs I just mentioned are top-notch state championships all over the place with those programs. Also going to be over in Douglas uh, bringing you uh, another big Coffee County game. Is that uh, Coffee County Warner Robins? I believe it is that we're going to be bringing you guys. So excited to be bringing you high-quality football over the next four or five weeks, guys. Hope uh, hope you guys will enjoy it. And remember, not going to cost you a dime. All you got to do is tune in right here where you're watching Extra Point. Going to have a blast bringing those games to you. All right, uh, Kennedy, let's check out some of the uh, comments we've got today. Can you see them? Okay, I got them. Let's see. Joe's Let it roll. Joe says, Milton beat the number eight team in America on the road, unprecedented for a Georgia team. It was definitely impressing. Um, oh, Rolodex no doubt. No doubt. William, Rolodex Williams says, Warner Robins will win it this year. Uh, I think they are just as good as ever, so they might. Um, Chris Floyd says, hey, guys, Pirates for Life. Um, let's see who said. Marcus Rogers, good afternoon, Phils. Go Cats and God bless. Can't wait for next Friday. Cats invade the concrete slab for the six, 60th Wintersville Classic. Oh, is it 60? I did not know that. By the way, Marcus, in case you don't know Kennedy, he's a big Cats fan, mm-hmm. and uh, he has a few choice words when it comes to describing uh, Lounge Stadium. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Who else we got? Let's see. Um, Stephen Tate, good afternoon, everyone. Coffee in the house. I'm What's up, Steve? Scotty Orvin, Appling mm-hmm. County Pirate for Life. Scotty, I think you're a new name, buddy. Uh, good to see you in here, brother. Yes, I haven't seen him before. Um, Sissy Pittman Bass, it's good afternoon, everyone. Go Cats. Um, and then Jim F., with the last name we can't pronounce it. <laughs> he, he, he did the link to the um, failed proposal you were talking about. So if anybody wants to watch that. <laughs> oh, that so the one at yeah, the minor league game? Yes. Yeah. He attached it to the comments. Yeah. That was tough. Oh, did you guys also, speaking of stuff that makes headlines at these games, other than the game, did you guys see the cat? Yes. That was hanging by a claw. Mr. Producer shaking his head. He saw it. Thankfully, some fur-loving fans at the game. I guess that was the Miami game. It was. uh, The college game. Is that right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, so they see the cat. There's apparently a stray cat in the stadium. And there were some fans up in the third deck, upper deck, that were trying to get a hold of him. And, of course, he's probably a feral cat. He wasn't going to have any of that. And so he's trying to get away. Well, I guess somehow he loses his balance. I don't think cats could do that. But anyway, he loses his balance. He's hanging on. And you can kind of see he loses his grip with all of his claws. And he goes down to one little claw he's hanging on. And unfortunately, he loses his grip. But fortunately, thankfully, some, uh, like I said, some, some fur-loving friends, some, some fans down below in the section below, could see what was going on. They got out their American flag, showing their patriotism for the weekend of 9-11, and they 
save the cat. They give the cat a soft landing, and uh, they actually <laughs> actually hold the cat up like Lion King. <laughs> and, and they uh, security comes and takes the cat away. I do need to know how the cat got in there, though. <laughs> like you know what? Great question. And inquiring minds want to know how did that happen? Now, look, we've seen squirrels before get on the field, right. you know. And actually, now that I think about it, we have seen a lot of video in the past of, of uh, cats, squirrels. Um, just trying to think, some other animals that sometimes get loose. So I guess just by their nature, they're stray. But I'm kind of with you, Kennedy. How did it get up to the third section, what? the upper deck? Like, like how, how do they know when I have one lipstick in my purse, but they don't know there's a cat <laughs> in the stadium? <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. It's just, I don't know. But anyway, that story had a, uh, a good ending. Um, also, Miami, going back to the action on the field, Miami looks like they are going to be in a uh, uh, going to be a tough year. Uh, yeah. They they played uh, a has been. I'm trying to remember who they played in that game. They won, but just barely. Uh, guys, who who was Miami playing in that game? You guys help me out there. It was not a big uh, powerhouse team. Um, um, it was it was either a, a mid major or even smaller school. Miami was able to hang on. Hey, you know what Miami's saying? Please bring on Jacurry. And the rest of the reinforcements. Yeah, they beat App State in that game. Appalachian State. Yes. They're not. I mean, Appalachian State has been, has won some big games, but still, I mean, let's face reality here. If Miami, you know, if it's a Division One school, Miami gets all the great recruits. Appalachian State, not a bad school, but when those two schools, when those two type teams get together. It should be an easy win for Miami, but it was anything but that in that game. Agreed. All right, let's check out some other comments that uh, you guys are talking about today. Uh, Jacob O'Neill says App State ain't a bad team. You know, they're not. They're really not. Appalachian State was really the first team that I would say made uh, upsets sort of the thing. Remember when they beat Michigan, and that has been probably the most talked-about upset in college football history, and what it's done, or at least it should for a lot of schools, is it has got schools ready for the smaller schools not to get upset. But like I said, didn't work for FSU. It almost didn't work for uh, for Miami. But you guys remember going way back, Appalachian State won that uh, that, that big game against Michigan in Michigan, and uh, that was like the first real big publicized upset of all time in college football. And who was it that Texas A&M barely beat to? It was somebody um, this week. That, uh, let's see. Oh, Colorado. They only beat Colorado 10-7, to and Colorado's not that good this year. So that one was close, too. Yeah, uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, down at uh, Texas A&M. But but still now Colorado is a Division One team. It so but but you're right they're 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 a little bit off. But I'm talking about these schools you know that have a third of the enrollment if that right. than uh, than some of these other schools do. Uh, Azale Walker says Phil appreciate the love for Warner Robins. I'll be watching those games you mentioned against Lee and Coffee while traveling to watch my son play at Liberty County. Hey Azale, you're welcome, brother, and thanks so much for saying that. 
Amen. That's what we do here at ITG Next. We're glad to be broadcasting these games, going to these stadiums, and uh, and bringing you these uh, these guys' games. These these games free with no charge. I'll spit it out uh, eventually, guys. There's a little bit of a delay. When I talk, I'm hearing it about a second later, and it's just really messing with me. You have to really concentrate on what I say. So if I double talk like I did just then, you'll understand why. But um, we got to go, Mr. We got to break, Mr. Producer. All right, let's do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Going to talk about the Maxwell projections. We've had Lauren Maxwell on the show before. He has already come out. Now, I think this is actually his second round of playoff predictions we're gonna see and go over who he thinks are gonna be making the playoffs and yes I'm talking about high school playoffs uh and we'll also hear from Kennedy she's gonna give us her college pick six I'll share with you my best six games of the week coming up Friday night and uh, I'll also tell you who I think is gonna win and what the score is gonna be and some of you guys Pierce County fans TF County fans, uh, you're going to like it. So stay with us. We'll be back. More of Extra Point with Phil Jones and Kennedy Weems is coming back your way. Stay with me. Guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. A quick break to tell you about our friends at Pepsi Cola of Aldosta, our sponsor of the show. Guys, you see me every day before I really get into the bulk of the show. What do I do? Pop open an ice cold Pepsi. Again, big shout out to our friends at Pepsi Cola of Valdosta, one of our great sponsors here of Extra Point with Phil Jones. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to one of our newest sponsors, Bull Durham Insurance. Now, they're located in Moultrie, but guys, it doesn't matter where you're watching. If you're in Moultrie or Macon or Montezuma, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. Have you been thinking about life insurance? Bull Durham Insurance can take care of that and all of your insurance needs Call them today, 985-1415. That's 229-985-1415. Coach, it looked like uh, the second quarter is really the quarter that did you guys in. Talk about that particular quarter. It was three three plays in a row. (laughs) I mean, without, you know, you score when the defense isn't on the field, and uh, they scored one when we were the offense went on the field, and it was just a – it went bang, bang, bang. Three. I mean, you couldn't draw up three other bad things to happen. Toons County is your next opponent, Coach. Yep. Very what? good. Very solid team. I was able okay. went and watched them Friday night. Uh, they played over in Berrien, beat Berrien, another two-way school, which, uh, again, prepares us. You know, I basically look at our schedule as every game on our schedule from, from the first five games are playoff opponents. Those are the type of teams you see in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we – the good thing is that during the regular season, you get a do-over. Uh, during the playoffs, you don't. So you got to match up with those guys that are that are equal to the teams that you see in the playoffs. 
Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, guys, welcome back. Phil Jones with you on this Wednesday edition of Extra Point with Phil Jones and Kennedy Weems, who is joining us via Zoom. Kennedy, how's it going today? Very good. It's a little rainy here, so I haven't done too terribly much today. All of our our classes got canceled, so it's been a quiet Wednesday. I got you. Yeah, so um, I think uh, rain's coming this way, too, where uh, we're located. So hopefully if it's raining where you guys are – hey – even more the reason to just settle down, just take off for the next hour and a half and hunker down with us and stay with us for the show. And uh, as always, guys, let me hear from you. If you want to dial us up, 229-206-3553 is our number. 229-206-3553 is our number. Let us know where you're going to be Friday night. Let us know about that Wintersville Classic. I think this thing is shaping up to be maybe one of the better games we've ever had. And who would have thunk it? Valdosta is surprising everybody so far this year, uh, playing way over their head. Um, and then you got Lowndes, still very much the unknown team so far this year. And so I think it's going to make for a, a great ball game. All right. Uh, where are you going to be at? Friday night. We've got some really good games, and we're going to be talking about the pick six, the top six games that I think are ones to watch. Truthfully, uh, I had a hard time with this week because there's a slew of really good games. We were talking about some of the Georgia teams playing out-of-state teams. You've got Chaminade Madonna. They are a powerhouse team out of uh, Fort Lauderdale slash Miami. They're actually in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, they're going to be taking on Buford, and that's going to be a uh, a big one. Uh, defending state champions. Actually, Chaminade Madonna went to the state title game in 3A last year. They lose it, but, of course, Buford, as we all know, won the 6A state championship over Lee County last year. So uh, going to be a good one uh, between those two teams. One of a handful of some really good football games uh, coming up this weekend. All right, just taking a look at uh, some other games coming up this weekend. Mill Creek at West Forsyth. For those of you that keep up with what's happening up in the north part of the state, that's going to be a a good one. You've got Milton, the team we were just talking about, the Milton Eagles, who I think, by the way, is the best team in the state. And I think when it's all said and done, that's the way it's going to sort out, at least in 7A, but uh, we shall see. Colquitt County, they have got a laugher this week after playing a a host of some tough games. But, let's see, Colquitt County is going to (laughs) have Heritage Conyers. I just chuckle at some of these games. Um, It's just one of them games that Colquitt will pay the team Mm -hmm. to come up. They'll give them a good butt whipping, give them a check, and say thank you very much. And the team will go back 
and uh, put those funds to good use while taking the L. Uh, meanwhile, Colquitt County will win to go to 4-1. and one. Colquitt County is still one of those teams that I'm not quite sure about, still a little bit undecided. I think they're good. I just don't think they are of championship quality this year. It's not a dig at them. It's just what I, what I think about them. Uh, Roswell, the Roswell Hornets, one of those teams that are very quietly going about their business at 3-0. and uh, They are going to be playing Campbell who's 3-0, but I just don't know that much about Campbell. Marietta, the Blue Devils, I should know something about them. I've called them twice already this year. We called them in the opener against Colquitt County, called them again this past Friday night against Camden County, the Wildcats of Jeff Heron. Camden County, uh, or I'm sorry, Marietta going to be taking on Parkview, who has uh, had a little bit of a tough time of it this year. They are 2-2. Two and two. But 2-2, two and two, the Parkview Panthers taking on Marietta. I like Marietta in that one. The Grayson Rams, who started off with a loss to Creekside at home. We thought, okay, it's going to be a long year, going to be a rebuilding year for the Grayson Rams. Not so fast. The rumors of their demise were just uh, a little bit exaggerated, or at least they are so far. Grayson going to be taking on the Harrison Hoyas. East Coweta taking on Northgate. Don't know anything about them. <laughs> West Forsyth, well, this is going to be a good one. West Forsyth, Mill Creek, studs all over the place. you got the Mill Creek defense that's given up an average of 10 points through their first three games, which have all been wins. Taking on West Forsyth, who's 2-1, and one, and, is, and they're putting up some kind of points, big-time points. So it's going to be the West Forsyth, the Wolverines, potent offense, Against the Mill Creek stingy defense, something's got to give. By the way, that is going to be one of my games to watch coming up, and we'll talk about those here in just a little bit. In fact, I'm going to be talking about my pick six games while Kennedy talks about her pick six games of the college variety. Kennedy, I'm also eager to hear the uh, other thing you're going to be talking about. You're talking about one of the – positions probably most overlooked but mistakenly and that's kickers yeah we talk about it a lot what me and you about how i mean kickers are one of the most important players on the team and are always underlooked underappreciated so i mean even in doing research and finding out about these kids it was really hard to pull information opposed to you know your bigger wide receivers quarterbacks offense linemen so um, yeah, def- definitely underappreciated. Absolutely. And, yeah, we have talked about I, th- I think every school, uh, Alabama has been guilty of this, trying to get uh, walk-ons as kickers. Uh, it's almost cost them in the past. Remember, we saw that Georgia-Alabama National Championship where the kicker misses that chip shot. Now Georgia blows that coverage in overtime and they lose. But point being, uh, Kennedy, and I think you agree with me, I just don't believe in trying to skimp on a scholarship spot by not giving it to a kicker. I think it's important that you have a kicker, a top-notch kicker on scholarship, and you know that way you got somebody when you need to count on a guy to come in and kick the 50-yard field goal. You know how hard that is? I know you do. It's just a rhetorical question. But that is the hardest thing to do, to come off the sidelines cold. You've been sitting there, and the coach says, hey, Jones, get in there and go kick that 52-yard field goal. 
That, that, that's hard to do. I think a kicker, by all means, deserves a scholarship. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. Let's see who all is checking in uh, with us right now, Kennedy. we got some people commenting, by the way, on some of the stuff we've uh, been talking about. Um, let's see here. Let's see. Um, Jim Blair says Collins Hill. Um, and then he says you can't always play great teams. No, you can't. But uh, let's see. Jacob O'Neill says oh, – wait, where did he the comments are going so fast, I lose them sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. Right. While you're getting caught up on that, I'll mention real quick Chris Floyd. He brings up a good one. Georgia Southern beating Florida. Guys, talking about great upsets. We've just kind of stumbled into this. What is your most uh, memorable upset? And it could be at the high school or college variety. Either one. Give us what you remember as your biggest, most memorable upset uh, not that you had to be there in person, that you were watching it on TV. Uh, Kennedy, do you remember the game that Chris Floyd's talking about, Georgia Southern beating Florida? I do. That was <laughs> that was the game where two Florida offensive I linemen. That. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. <laughs> they actually tried to tackle each other. Yeah. Like, and wow. as a Georgia hater, I loved it. Yeah, I wasn't mad about it, but. <laughs> I got you. Um, let's see here. So, Georgia Southern beating Florida, one of the best defeats and biggest upsets I've ever seen. That was huge, without a doubt. Uh, let's see here. Jacob O'Neill says, them dogs about to smoke Kakalaki this weekend. Jacob, absolutely. You know what, Jacob? I'll drink to that. <laughs> Pepsi Cola, of course. Let's see. Um, Brad Phillips says, Alabama has a better kicker than UGA does this year. Well, it's about time Alabama has a good kicker. As an Auburn fan, I get very excited, or I used to get very excited when Alabama would kick a field goal. <laughs> it was the only <laughs> All right, so you're an Auburn fan, right? I am. Okay, so what's the deal with Auburn? New coach, they get the Boise State coach. Um, what, what? I mean, I haven't really heard a lot about Auburn this year. What's the, what's the, what's the deal? Um, well, they haven't pl- – I mean, they've done – really well in two games they've played they beat um alabama state and whoa (laughs) watch alabama state right like so we they've given up like 10 points in two games they've scored 110 they look awesome on paper but we'll definitely see when we have to go to penn state this weekend what they're made of and bo nix looks like he's playing better but again he's been at home against people like alabama state so anybody's going to play better in those conditions. Gotcha. Auburn at Penn State? At Penn State, yep. It's game that, day this well, week. That is a dandy of a game. I like that. All right, let's see. Uh, Troy Davis checks in. We're talking about the uh, Wintersville Classic. Troy says, Lowndes will win by two touchdowns over Valdosta. Maybe so. Look, I've, I've been saying this all week, and I'll say it again. Right now, Lowndes and Valdosta, for that matter, are two teams that I just can't quite put my finger on how well they're going to do, how well they're going to finish. Lowndes, just, I think they're going to be okay, but still, got to be a little bit more consistent. And Valdosta, I just don't know what to think about the Valdosta Wildcats. I never in a million years would have thought that they would have put up, what, 42 points or whatever it was against that Cockwood defense. 
Um, I never thought they would have you know, scored that many points. Never thought that their defense would have surrendered that many points. Uh, I guess they can say the same thing for Colquitt as well. So I just don't know. Valdosta, their last two outings, even though they get beat by Colquitt, they beat Madison County, a very depleted Madison County team. I get it. I just think the Valdosta right now, they have a situation there, Kennedy, where they've got a coach who they have found the right formula, Mm -hmm. the right chemistry between coach and team, coach and players. Right. I think so. And sometimes you get that. Yeah, it happens. Joe Mamone is uh, talking about the Chaminade Madonna at Buford game. Yeah, that's going to be a a big one for sure. Uh, Jim Blair talking about Mill Creek. Uh, Yeah, talking about the Mill Creek West Forsyth game. Uh, Jim Blair talking about Collins Hill as well. So, uh, talking about some of the big games coming up this weekend. Also, talking about upsets. It has kind of crept into the conversation today. What are some of the biggest upsets that you guys either were at or simply watched that you can remember? Give us uh, what your big upsets have been maybe in uh, as a uh, football fan. All right, we're going to take a break. We will come back. We're going to get Kennedy's pick six. She has got her six college games that she is going to talk about. I've got my six games to watch. I've actually got a couple of bonus games because I listed several of the top games to watch this weekend, and I've got six that will be a part of our newsletter, but there's a couple of others that I'm going to throw out there. We'll call them bonus games that we'll talk about. Great games coming up. Also, Lauren Maxwell, the Maxwell Projections. He's already come out with his early playoff predictions. Hey, no need to wait to the last minute, right? We'll talk about that as we go forward. Your comments, your phone calls, if you want to dial us up, 229-206-3553 is our number. Let's talk some high school football, talk some college football, whatever you guys want. We are here for you. It's myself, Phil Jones, Kennedy Weems with us. We'll be right back. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie in Valdosta has everything you need in one stop. They are your full-scale floral department, pharmacy, and full hot deli and bar. So when there's no time to cook, no problem. Let Winn-Dixie feed your family tonight. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to Adel Dental Associates, one of our great sponsors of Extra Point. Dr. Mike McCartney and his staff going to make you feel real comfortable. I get it. You're scared of going to the dentist, but Dr. Mike and his staff will make you feel comfortable. They offer sedation dentistry, if that's what you want. Visit their website, adeldental.com. Check out all the services that they offer. After all, they keep this smile looking good. Adel Dental Associates. Want to know the inside scoop? 
subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com slash newsletter. Younger guys can get caught up in, in this. Of course, they've got their star power quarterback, although Thomasville has got one heck of a running back in Fulton. But talk a little bit about that challenge and make sure that your focus is on the here and the now one game at a time. Yeah, like I said earlier, I, a lot of these kids know each other. They, Thomasville kids, our kids, they know each other. And so I, I don't think they'll look past this game. I know they don't. We Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. Ah, you know that sound. That's the sound of an ice cold Pepsi Cola on a red hot South Georgia afternoon. Stop by and pick up an ice cold Pepsi Cola, or better yet, pick up a case of them at your nearest store. Pepsi Cola. They've been quenching thirsts of Georgians for dozens of years, and they can take care of your thirst today. That's Pepsi Cola. There's nothing better on a hot Georgia afternoon than Pepsi Cola. Been thinking of finally getting that health insurance for you and your family? Bull Durham Insurance offers affordable health insurance. Also, insurance for your auto, home, and life insurance to make sure your family is taken care of in the unfortunate event something should happen to you. No matter if you live in Macon or Moultrie, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. The number's easy to remember. 229-985-1415. 985-1415. Bull Durham Insurance. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie in Valdosta has everything you need in one stop. They are your full-scale floral department, pharmacy, and full hot deli and bar. So when there's no time to cook, no problem. Let Winn-Dixie feed your family tonight. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. Scared of going to the dentist? Everybody is. But let Dr. Mike McCartney and his staff take care of you and all of your dental needs. Dr. Mike offers sedation dentistry for those that feel a little bit nervous about sitting in the dentist chair. Dr. Mike McCartney, Adel Dental Associates, sees patients from all over Middle and South Georgia. So make the drive today to Adel Dental Associates. You can also make the call, 896 7679. That's 229-896-7679. You can also check out all the services they offer at Adel Dental Associates. Our offensive line was playing a lot of you know guys with not big game experience, and there's nothing that we can do about that except get in those games and, and then see how we're going to react. And you know we we had a you know we had some COVID issues. Uh, we, we had a our middle linebacker, starting guard, was out. Uh, we knew that going in, but uh, you know it was, we had to end up starting a freshman at, at Mike linebacker, and 
playing some guys that, you know on offensive line that that uh, you know that that played hard, but uh, you know the, the game was just a little bit too big for them, you know. And um, I think they're going to get better, and I think we're going to be able to fix it. But uh, you know, it's just tough going in without all your bullets, especially playing a great program like FPD. Twenty-eight seven. By the way, the final score uh, in this game. So, let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. It is Extra Point with Phil Jones. We have uh, Kennedy Weems joining me here on the show. Kennedy, how's it going? Going good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. All right, Kennedy, are you ready to give us your pick six college picks? I'm ready. Fire away. So first, and they're, of course, in no order, like they never are, but Cincinnati at Indiana. Um, Cincinnati ranked number eight, 2-0. and They've beaten uh, Murray State and then Miami, Ohio. Um, and then their quarterback was not a highly recruited quarterback coming out of high school um, in Kentucky, I think Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. But is now a legit dual threat quarterback in Desmond um, Ryder. So really like Cincinnati in this game. Indiana is unranked. They are one and one. They beat Idaho, but lost to Iowa, thirty-four to six, of course. Um, so I saw Cincinnati play last year against Georgia, and I was really impressed with them. Of course, Georgia ended up winning at the very end, but I was very impressed with them. So I definitely think that they are going to beat Indiana in that game. I got to ask, how did you come up with that one? That may not have been my first pick. I just, I saw it. Well, I follow all of Cincinnati's uh, social media now after I watched them play Georgia and I kind of keep up with them. So I just, it wasn't, yeah, I do. Um, That's interesting. I thought that it was, I mean, there's not a ton of, there's way more better or there's way better high school games than there are college games this week. <laughs> but I did I did think that that one was going to be pretty good. Yeah, we we do have some uh rather lean weeks for sure, but uh okay. So that's one. Uh what's your second? Alabama at Florida. Of course, Alabama ranks. That's going to be a good one. one. Oh yeah, definitely going to be a great great game. It is I feel, Hang on, hang on a second. So I've not seen your picks, but starting with this one, before you give your pick on your final score, I'm going to take a shot at it as well. Okay. Fair enough? Fair. All right. Okay. Um, Go ahead. So, I mean, Alabama's Alabama, with especially with Bryce Young, and he's completed 46 of his 65 passing attempts in these, what, they've played two games in their two games. They beat Mercer, and I actually thought that the Mercer score was going to be worse than it was. They beat them 48-14, to 14, and before that game started, I honestly thought that 
Mercer, there may be some kids from Mercer that like may die. <laughs> so I was impressed with Mercer only losing 48 to 14 in that game. Um, and then Florida, of course, ranked number 11. They are also 2-0. and They are playing at home. Florida's crowd is always great. They have a really good home field advantage. And their defense is really good as well this year. Don't know if they can slow down Bryce Young and company. I still think Alabama wins. But it is close. Oh, yeah. All right. So, hang on. Not, don't give me the score yet. So, f- Alabama at Florida? At Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go – I'm going to say Alabama 38, Florida 28. That's close. Yeah. What you got? I had Alabama 32, Florida 28. So you were pretty close. Yeah. I had the same. So we're both giving Florida 28 points. Yes. And uh, I was a little bit more generous with Alabama, giving them another touchdown. So, but we're both kind of in agreement and uh, pretty much the same thing. I mean, could be a competitive game, then Alabama pulls away late, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely think it'll be super close. I mean, really, even going to the third quarter, I just, Alabama seems to outlast everybody <laughs> come the fourth quarter. So, all right, we are uh, listening to Kennedy Weems, who joins me every Wednesday. Kennedy is going over her pick six, as I customarily do my high school games, but Kennedy is doing, in the flavor of the day, she is doing her college picks, picking her top six games of the week and who she thinks uh, will win and what the score is going to be. You guys feel free to join in. Give us your uh, uh, picks as well as Kennedy has given hers, and let's see if you can nail the final score. Kennedy, what you got? Let's see. Third is Virginia Tech at West Virginia. Virginia Tech has been playing pretty well this season. They're ranked number 15 and beat North Carolina and Middle Tennessee, but I I think they've been playing pretty well this year. They have tight ends Jane Mitchell and Trey Turner, who's a really good wide receiver, um, and offensive lineman Brock Hoffman that has been there for a while. So their offense is really solid this year. West Virginia, they're okay um, this year, but I definitely think that Virginia Tech's going to win pretty easily against West Virginia. Uh, let's see. I'm with you there. I'm going to say um, – I'll say Virginia Tech 35-14. Yeah, I actually didn't put a score on that game. I don't know why, but I would think something around there. I don't see West Virginia scoring many points, and Virginia Tech's offense is very good this year. So, You know, West Virginia is one of those teams that has uh, every now and then they'll step up, they'll have a big splash of a year, and then they'll go away for a few years. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's got to be agonizing to that fan base, but it is what it is. Yep. Let's see. All right. Fourth, uh, Michigan State at Miami. Miami one and one, losing to Alabama, and then we just talked about beating App State, which is, I mean, they did beat them, but still, App State. Um, I really want Miami to win because of Jake Garcia from <laughs> Title Town. I didn't, I didn't know a lot about him until Title Town, and I kind of now. I'm obsessed with him. I think he's in the, in the title town, at least he portrayed to be one of the best kids. So 
I really am a fan of Miami right now. And then Michigan State is 2-0. They beat Northwestern and Youngstown State. I've never heard of them. Youngstown State? Yeah. Okay, Youngstown State. But I think Miami wins this one against Michigan State because it is at Miami. Um, Yeah, that should be – I'll say Miami – 42-21. Yeah. That's close. I had 38-14, so. Okay. All right. Pretty, pretty. How many, so how many have you done? Four? Four. So we just have two more. All right. Kennedy Weems is doing her pick six for college. I'll be coming up with my pick six with a couple of bonus games on the high school side. Kennedy, what you got? Um, fifth is Minnesota at Colorado. So Minnesota lost a close game to Ohio State and then has beaten Miami, Ohio. Colorado is the one who barely lost to Texas A&M, so they played them a really good game, only losing 10-7. to I think this one is going to be close, but not very high scoring. I have it as 21-14 that Colorado wins at home. Oh, I was going to make my pick. Oh, sorry. That's all <laughs> pretend right. Like I, you pretend like you didn't hear me. <laughs> hear what? It, it, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> what was the game? What was the game? Uh, Minnesota at Colorado. Gosh, who knows? Um, I tell you, Minnesota though, um, not bad. Not bad. They've been coming on Colorado. Do you know that Colorado won a national championship in 1991? Not many people remember that. Them and Georgia Tech shared the national championship that year, one of the few years that there were co-national champions. I did not know that. Yep, Georgia Yek, as I like to refer to them sometimes, and Colorado, absolutely. Uh, I think that was the last championship for either team. Now, I'm going to say Minnesota – See, I've already forgot your score, so this will be genuine. I'm going to say Minnesota uh, 30 to 24. Okay. I said 21-14. Okay. Very good. Game number five? Or the six. The last Number six. I never could count. I'm a product of the Georgia (laughs) school system. You guys will understand that. Oh, my common core math. Uh, 50 out of 50, baby. You got to love it. Right. Six. All right, go ahead. The game, college game day of the week, Auburn at Penn State. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, Penn State ranked number 10, 2 and 0, beating Wisconsin and Ball State. And Auburn is ranked number 22, 2 and 0, beating Akron and Alabama State. I think Bonix looks better this year. But like I said earlier, he's never played well traveling and he hasn't traveled yet. And they really haven't seen any defense that's challenged them in the slightest. Um, so I think, and this really kind of hurts me to say, but Penn State is going to win at home. Um, I think that they'll win about 28-17. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to put up many points, especially going there. Are you picking your own team? No, I, Penn State winning. Okay, 28-17? Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least you're honest, you know, I mean, it it hurts a little bit, but yeah, to be honest with you, I just don't know Auburn first year head coach, new head coach. 
Um, so yeah, I'm just going to go with uh, I'll go with Penn State as well. I think the home field advantage gives them a touchdown advantage, which yeah. it traditionally does. You know, being at home, they say it's uh, gives you a, a seven to nothing lead for the kickoff. So I'm going to go with uh, 31-24. I think, yeah, I definitely think Penn State went, and they're doing the wideout game. So, any any of their wideout games makes it they are crazy, crazy loud. So, Penn State's probably going to win. Okay, and is that your games? That's it. Well done. Now keep up with those. Let's see how you did next week when we okay. when you have it on because that's that's the whole fun of it. Let's you know, <laughs> see how you did. Let's let's score you. Okay. I will. I'll keep them. All right. So we're going to tell you here in just a little bit my six games to watch on the high school side. First, though, I want to take a look at our comments. Many of you have been uh, commenting because we had asked you, Kennedy and I asked you earlier, what do you recall as your finest memory of of an upset? And several of you have been chiming in while Kennedy and I have been uh, talking. Brad Phillips, and Kennedy, I'll let you take some of these. Stephen Wynn says Troy beating LSU. Uh, when was that, Stephen? I, um, I vaguely remember that, but tell me exactly when that was. Brad Phillips says UGA losing to Boise State was very unexpected. The curse of the black jerseys. Brad, unfortunately, you're right. That was uh, tough to take. It was uh, in the Dome. It was Georgia, Boise State. It was a Saturday night game, I think. First game of the year, Georgia was was big favorites. And to get beat, now no offense to Boise State at all, but come on. You're Georgia, you're a Southern team, you're going to break out the new uh, black jerseys, and you get beat. That was probably one of the worst losses of the Mark Rigged era. Yeah, I don't remember that game, but it does not sound good. No, it was not. Not at all. Uh, Scotty Orvin, Georgia Southern played Alabama close one year. Well, yeah, you're about right about that. (laughs) That was the uh, national championship game. Clint Haynes says Alabama will win by hopefully 100. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I hear you there, Clint. Jacob O'Neill, they haven't played no one yet. Who are you talking about, Georgia? I think he was uh, talking about Auburn. Oh, okay. Got you. Jim Blair, Oregon, uh, beat Ohio State. Was that the national championship game you're talking about, Jim? I believe you are. Joe Mamone, biggest sports upset of all time. USA Hockey over Russia. Uh, February 22nd, 1980. 4-3. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, that is definitely – what's that? I said absolutely. Man, that was – without a doubt. Now, all-time sports upsets, that was was it. That was certainly it. Kenneth Hurst, Georgia has a good kicker from Cairo uh, as a walk-on, not on scholarship. Talking about Noah Jones. And here we go again. Another situation where one of the best kickers uh, in the state of Georgia, and I'm talking about the history of Georgia high school football, Noah Jones, punter and kicker. And let me see here, Kenneth, he may be, and some of you K-Row fans can tell me, he may be a better punter than a kicker, but he's really good at both. 
If you'll look back, he was one of the top kickers ranked in the Coles Kicking Camp rankings. Coles is the uh, company that, that they basically are dedicated to kickers. They rank kickers. They bring kickers in to camps, and they, they rate them. And uh, Noah Jones was always one of the highest-rated kickers from Cairo, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Steve divorced and he about cried when he graduated, but went to Georgia as a, I guess, a, what they call a preferred walk-on, but still no scholarship. Give that man a scholarship. Come on. Noah Jones is a good one. Uh, Josh Stevens says Oregon beat Ohio State last weekend. Yes, they did. Uh, absolutely. Let's see. Um, now, which one was that you just mentioned? I don't want to repeat. Uh, Josh Stevens, Oregon, okay. Ohio State. Yep. Abby Pearson, biggest upset. Lincoln beat Clinch for the state championship. 1984 in Lincoln. Last few seconds of the game. Temperature was in the 30s. We froze. What happened to all these years these, these years when we had cold temperatures sitting in the stands? Not Guys, good. I can't remember the last game I went to where I was freezing cold. Yeah, uh, last year, I wanted, it was, what, it must have been the third round. It got cold, but I wasn't, free, like, freezing to where I didn't want to be there cold. Um, but, yeah, in the past few years, I haven't felt that that cold. I got you. Chris Floyd, best high school game I ever watched personally was 2012, Appling County versus Lamar County. Playoffs, we went to three overtimes, came away with a win with a two-point conversion after stopping them for their conversion. Best high school game I personally watched in person. I love that, Chris. Great description of it, by the way. Uh, Kennedy, you can jump in here anytime you want. Donnie Jarvis says, working late from my office here at Robert Hudson. What is it? Robert Hudson keeps you happy. Can't remember the uh, the car that they uh, deal there. Uh, Clint Haynes says Tiff getting beat every year by someone. No, oh, well. look out! <laughs> Throwing darts, Clint. Man, you throwing in zingers today, buddy. Donnie Jarvis uh, again. Thanks so much for checking in. I wanted to acknowledge you, buddy. Working late there at Robert Hudson. What is it, uh, Donnie? Fill in the blank for me there. Robert Hudson Mercury. That don't make sense. Uh, anyway, let me know what that is. And we appreciate you checking in with us, Donnie. Mac Foster, I remember when Tift and the Packers, the Packers played for the region title in 2006. I remember that one, too. That was a doozy. Tift, I believe, stops Colquitt there in the third overtime to win the region. Uh, that was a good one. Michael Jarvis, good to see you, brother. Glad that you're back in the fold, uh, Michael. Really is. Now, I got to ask, Michael and Donnie, are y'all kin? Just wondering. Inquiring minds want to know. Kennedy, what you got? Read uh, one of our uh, reader comments. Okay, let's see. Um, oh, Billy Watson says, Robert Hudson of Moultrie keeps you happy. Oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. Robert Hudson of Moultrie keeps you happy. That's there it. There you that's go. It. Oh, jingles there. Uh, I was trying to uh, put in a word that wasn't there. Sega Bass, um, Phil UGA wore these ugly Nike combat uniforms in that game, not the black jerseys. Uh, Are you sure about that? Uh, Sega Bass? 
I thought they wore the black jerseys against Boise State, but I, I could be wrong. Let's see. Um, Vincent Skipper listening from Jacksonville, Florida. Go Coffee. Hey, what's up, Vincent? Go Trojans Coffee County number 24. So who is number 24, Vincent? Uh, tell us who he is. Is he a grandson, your son, nephew, whatever? Let's give these kids some love. Coffee County playing really well right now. They're playing good football under Robbie Pruitt for sure. Uh, Kennedy, Walter L. Johnson from Albany says, how about Monroe of Albany uh, coming from behind to beat Cairo 1918 in overtime way back in 2006? That game helped the Tornadoes win their first and only region championship, the old one triple A. Well, those were the days. Losing to Shaw Columbus in the second round of the state playoffs. All right, that's a good one. How's that for upset? Yeah. Indeed. Okay. Vince All right. Skipper what you got? Is, his nephew is Brady Skipper. That's right. Okay. Yep. I We called his name quite a few times the other night. Got to go to break. We'll be back. I'm going to give you my top six games that I think are the ones to watch in the state this week. We got some really good ones coming up, by the way, guys. Talking about your greatest upsets, some great, great upsets you guys are sending to us. I love it. Keep those coming. Want to hear from you guys. I love all the first-timers we've got checking in. All of you that are commenting, keep them coming, guys. We love the engagement. We love to talk with you guys. So keep them coming as we are at 614 on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm Phil Jones. Kennedy Weems in with us via the Zoom, and we'll Zoom right back. Stay with us. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. Want to take a moment and give a big shout out to our friends at Win Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta, longtime sponsor of the show. Guys, everything you need is in one stop at Win Dixie. If you're looking for dinner tonight, stop and uh, take uh, dinner home to the folks at the house. They got a full scale hot bar, full scale floral department. Need your prescriptions filled? Win Dixie has got that as well. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. At Adele Dental Associates, we've been building smiles for 25 years. For the fearful and the fearless. Supporting our community and the Cook High Hornets. Go Hornets. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter.
Well, you know, our defense came out and uh, played really, really well, especially in the first quarter and the start of the game to establish momentum. You know, our special teams, we got a big punt return. You know, we, we took the ball down, scored, went up 3 nothing, um, And then I had a big punt, went, had them, held them three and out, had a big punt return deep in their territory, boom, got another score. It was 10 nothing right off the bat. We kind of flipped the script from last year. We were able to jump on them right from the start, go up 17 nothing in the first quarter, and that, that was big. The next opponent, not going to be quite as tough as Lowndes. Talk about uh, Lithia Springs. Lithia Springs, you know, they're coached by Corey Jarvis, who, you know, took Mace in the state championship game a few years ago, and he's an excellent football coach. They, they lost a really close game to a good Alexander team last week. They won the week before. So, you know, they're, uh, it's going to be a game we're going to have to turn up play with. And, you know, we, I talked to our kids this morning about, hey, look, uh, you know, we've got if we want to be a team that can make a run in the playoffs, we've got to be able to come out and, and practice hard and play well after a big win. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Bill Jones. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you, and we have the one, the only, Kennedy Weens, who's with us. Welcome back, Kennedy. Thank you. How are things going today? Good, good. Having a really good day and an even better one now that we're on the show. Absolutely. That's the spirit. Uh, Sam McCord, though, my buddy Sam. Sam, what's up, brother? Sam says, does Kennedy have a better voice and feel? Well, I think we all know the answer to that. Uh, if so, let her sing for now. I think that's a great idea, Sam. So, Kennedy, get ready to sing because we're going to uh, put you on the spot <laughs> let you sing next. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Are you bashful? You don't want to you, – you have stage fright? Oh, no, When it comes to singing, you do? <laughs> I just, yeah, I just want to save people's ears. It's really for the betterment of everybody else. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, heck, I don't care. I just blast them out. Um, let's see here. Billy Watson is confirming what I thought, Sega Bass. Okay, Sega says, yes, click on the link. Now, Billy says the dogs did wear black jerseys in their loss to Boise State. But if Sega Bass has got video proof, it's going to be hard to argue. So, uh, we'll see. Jeff Dasher. 1999 Vikings lose 28-3 at halftime against Northside in the semifinals in the Georgia Dome. Vikings come back second half with 28 unanswered points to win and move on to the state championship. Wow, I did not remember that one. That, that's good, though. That's a good one. I love these memories you guys are bringing up, talking about greatest comebacks, greatest upsets, uh, whichever. Either one will do. Just a great memorable moments in football. How many of you guys, and I'm going to take you back, some of you way back, how many of you remember the Atlanta Falcons throwing the last second touchdown pass against the New Orleans Saints? It became known as the Big Ben play, named after the big clock in London. Now, I'm going way back. Some of you may not remember that one. 
But that was one of the most uh, memorable moments for little Phil <laughs> as a uh, long-suffering Falcons fan. And, yes, I'm doing long-suffering. All right. I don't remember that one, but. <laughs> no, you would not remember that. No. You wouldn't thought of that, were you? All right, guys, let me tell you about the six games that if you get a chance, watch these, or at least one of them. If you can get to one of these games, you need to do so because we've got some good ones coming up in the state this weekend. Going to start what I think is the number one game in the state of Georgia this weekend. It's Thomasville at Oconee County. Guys, you may remember – Thomasville, they welcome Oconee County last year to the Rose City. And Oconee County, the Warriors come down and put a beat down on them. I mean, it was ugly. I think it was 44-14. So now, Thomasville, here they are, undefeated. Every team that they've played and beat so far was a playoff team last year. Let's see, that would be Brooks County. Thomas County Central, uh, Cairo, and Bainbridge. I think those are the four. So, Thomasville, 4-0 on the year, doing pretty good. They go to Watkinsville to play Oconee County, which I think, and I was talking about this earlier, I said I thought Buford was maybe the best overall team. I think you've got a handful of teams that – can we can make um, we can talk about and maybe make an argument for being in the top five overall? Buford's one, Cedar Grove's one, Oconee County is one, Lee County is one, um, and I'm missing one. Anyway, we'll go back to it. So these are the number two and three teams in the current edition of the ITG Next Top Twenty Five which yours truly puts together for us. So I've got Oconee County at number two, Thomasville at number three. Remember, we put, uh, put together the classifications, okay? So this is obviously a double uh, A AA and a triple A team going against each other. Still, though, in the combined top 25, these are the number two and number three teams in the state, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The Bulldogs – Going to look to avenge last season's bad loss. I talked about 44-14. Thomasville, I mentioned the four wins have come against playoff teams so far. Oconee County's got one of the best tight ends in the, uh, well, the state and the country. If you haven't heard of him, Jack Johnson. For a tight end, 2,800, 2,818 to be exact, career receiving yards as a tight end. Those are like wide receiver type numbers. He has got 26 touchdowns also during his career for the Warriors. Could be the difference maker in this one. I'm going with Oconee County to give Thomasville their first loss of the year, 29-22. By the way, Zach Grage is going to hate me. He may not ever come on my show again. I have picked (laughs) Thomasville to lose to Cairo. I picked him to lose to Bainbridge. I picked him to lose to Thomas County Central. <laughs> and I'm going to pick him to lose again 
Yeah. He may not hate you. He may want you to keep doing that because when you do that, you win. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. He may make you keep picking them. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. Uh, but I'm going to go against him again. 29-22. And I'll, I could keep Thomasville undefeated. Irwin County. I want to get y'all's thoughts on this one. Now, some of you may say, well, why have you got Irwin and Tift as one of your top six? The, what I look at, at some of these games is the intrigue factor, okay? And this has got a lot of intrigue. You've got Tiff County. We know about the new coach going in a new direction. I personally feel like, and Kennedy, chime in here if you want. I feel like the main reason Tiff County's got a new coach is because of what happened last year in this game between Tiff and Irwin. 100%. Yep. I think once Irwin County beat Tiff County like they did, I think the writing was on the wall for Ashley Anders. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know they struggled through the rest of the year. Ashley Anders announces he's leaving. He winds up over at Colquitt County with that all-star staff of assistant coaches they've got over there. Um, but so you got Tiff County. They go find a new coach because they get Noel Dean from Michigan. He gets them off to a 3-0 start this year, but then they play Appling last week and got beat pretty bad. 7-7 game at halftime turned into uh, an Appling big win. It was a 24-7 the final. Uh, I did not realize Appling County uh, held Tiff County to so few yards. It was like minus 12 rushing yards or something. So, here's where I'm going with this. So, you've got that loss Tiff County had to Irwin last year. You've got the loss Tiff County had to Appling last week. Can Tiff County dare afford to lose again to a smaller school? I mean, this is just not a good look, and I'm not taking shots at Tiff County. I'm just telling it like it is. Now, I think Tiff County is going to win. I do, too. I predicted Tiff County to win last week. What do you think, Kennedy? Yeah, I think that. I mean, I completely agree that Tifton cannot take another loss right now. I don't think they will. I think that um, they'll beat Irwin. Irwin is a little bit down than typical Irwin. Um, but, yeah, I agree that last year's disaster with Irwin cannot happen again. Absolutely not. And, again, I just think because of single-A school – Appling was a triple-A school. That's a little more understandable. Mm -hmm. But now you're going to be at home again, and you're going to host Irwin. And I, I, I just don't think Tiff can afford to, to keep doing this. They need to win. I think they get the win, and I think they beat Irwin Friday night. I'm going with Tiff County 14-7 to to beat Irwin County. Okay, that's close. What about you, Kennedy? Um, let's see. I think Tiff may score a little bit more than that. Maybe 21-10, something like that around there. Really? So you think their offense – see, I just think Tiff's offense is struggling. I think the defense is what's going to keep them in. So I think Tiff is able to muster a touchdown, Kennedy, mm -hmm. and then I think they get maybe like a pick six or something, a turnover by the defense. 
yeah. that gives them that second touchdown. And I think Tyree West and the rest of the defense stands up tall and holds Irwin to a touchdown. So I'm going with Tift in that way to get the victory 14 7. Yeah. I know. Tift's defense has definitely been carrying them this year. So that, that's a true point for sure. Let's see. Uh, Kenneth Hurst checking out some of the comments. And I figured that would. Uh, um, uh, entice some uh, comments from you guys. Keith Hurst says, Phil, thought you learned your lesson last week. That win, uh, this... Y'all come on and spell, man, so I can read these right. Uh, Kenneth Hurst, 35-21. Is that your prediction for this week? Is that what you're saying? I'm with you. Jim Blair says, I got Appling, you got Lee. Uh, let's see here. We got to go to break here. Uh, Jim Blair says county line battle. Indeed, it is. <laughs> Clint Haynes with the skull emoji. Phil's picks are the kiss of death. You may be right. So, Erwin, look out. I'm predicting Tiff County to win. So, it may mean something good for you. We will take a break. I'm going to come back, give you the rest of my pick six. And we'll also talk about just some of the, the best games in the state and. I'm going to tell you about the playoff predictions. And we're going to take a look at each classification. These may surprise you guys. We're going to look at uh, what the Maxwell projections is predicting who the playoff teams are going to be in AAA. And not just who's going to make the playoffs, but he takes us through every step, through every phase of the playoffs. First round, second round, quarterfinals, semifinals. And he makes his prediction who's going to win the state. What do you think? Let's talk about that. Kennedy Weems will be with me when we return with more of Extra Point with Phil Jones and Kennedy Weems right after this. Guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. A quick break to tell you about our friends at Pepsi Cola of Aldosta, our sponsor of the show. Guys, you see me every day before I really get into the bulk of the show. What do I do? Pop open an ice cold Pepsi. Again, big shout out to our friends at Pepsi Cola of Valdosta, one of our great sponsors here of Extra Point with Phil Jones. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to one of our newest sponsors, Bull Durham Insurance. Now, they're located in Moultrie, but guys, it doesn't matter where you're watching. If you're in Moultrie or Macon or Montezuma, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. If you've been thinking about life insurance, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of that and all of your insurance needs. Call them today, 985-1415. That's 229-985-1415. Uh, Coach, it looked like uh, the second quarter is really the quarter that did you guys in. Talk about that particular quarter. It was a three three plays in a row. <laughs> I mean, without, you know, you score when the defense isn't on the field, and uh, yeah, you just, they scored one when we were the offense went on the field, and it was just a 
it went bang, bang, bang. Three. I mean, you couldn't draw up three other bad things to happen. Toombs County is your next opponent, Coach. Yep. Very good, very solid team. I was able okay. went and watched them Friday night. Uh, they played over in Berrien, beat Berrien in a two-way school, which, uh, again, prepares us. You know, I basically look at our schedule as every game on our schedule from from the first five games are playoff opponents. Those are the type of teams you see in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, we, the good thing is that during the regular season, you get a do-over. Uh, during the playoffs, you don't. So you got to match up with those guys that are, that are equal to the teams that you see in the playoffs. Let's get back to more sports talk. An Extra Point with Phil Jones. Welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. We have got Kennedy Weems up on the screen as she is zooming in with us today. Thanks so much, guys, for checking in with us on this Wednesday edition of the show. Kennedy, how's it going? It's good. I hate that we only have, what, 26 minutes left. It just feels like it flies by. Boy, it really does. You know, we have kicked around a couple of ideas with the show of – you know, maybe going to an hour, um, but, but you know, it just seems like as fast as, sh- as the show goes with the two hours, I just don't know if that would uh, be enough time. But uh, anyway, you know, kind of uh, thought about a, a lot of different things, a lot of different ways to uh, bring you guys the show. Um, any improvements that we can make, by the way, and maybe we don't ask this enough, let us know what we can do differently. I uh, want to get more of you guys in. Uh, to check out the show. I know we have a lot of you, or we have a lot of people that will come back and watch the show later um, in its podcast form, which is fine, but we will definitely want to get more of you watching on the live feed for sure. But we love those of you that do check in with us, especially you regulars. And listen, remember, help us like and share the page. Get the word out for us, guys. Uh, help become our ambassadors for the show because we think we have got a pretty good gig uh, for what we do talking high school football all right kennedy let's check out some more of these comments that we've got i left off with clint my buddy at win dixie we love you brother by the way great lunch today clint fed us again today clint and the fine folks at win dixie sissy Pittman baths everybody over at win dixie uh, they are of course our primary sponsor of the show and we appreciate them and uh, they took good care of us today. We had our uh, company meeting that we have uh, once every couple of weeks or so. Had everybody in the house today talking business and talking about how we can become a better company here at ITG Next. And Clint and the fine folks at Winn-Dixie brought us some meatloaf, mashed potatoes, 
And uh, one of the best-looking Cobb salads I've ever seen. I take a picture of it, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'll share it up on the Facebook page. All right. So, Kennedy, you ready to do this last 30 minutes? I'm ready. Uh, Stephen Wynn says the Lee County and Coffee 2017 State Championship game was a cold night. And that it was. I remember that game being very cold. All right. That was the game that got moved from the Dome. Yes. Wasn't it? Yes, it was. Back to Lee County. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can hear the disappointment in Kennedy's voice, by the way. I have reason PTSD for that. from this game. <laughs> What's that? I said I have PTSD from this game. I, I bet. I bet that post-traumatic stress syndrome gets to you for sure. Um, so the game was moved back to Lee County. How did they determine where it was going to be at? Was it a coin flip? I um, think so. I can't really remember how they determined which stadium it would be at, but – because yeah. i got to be honest with you, Kennedy, and, and this has been one of my pet peeves, and I understand that, that there was nothing they could do about it if it wasn't going to be able to play it in the Dome. But I am such – or I am so against a high school state championship game being played at either team's stadium. Yeah. I am so for that game being played in a neutral site – preferably on the big stage. That's right. a reward for the players making it to the state championship game. But in that case, if you can't play it uh, on the big stage, at least move it to a neutral site. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. I mean, especially, and it's four years ago, it doesn't matter, but <laughs> especially for everyone being there, like it was just really bizarre that, I mean, we drove through it. Everyone was already at the stadium. The teams were warming up and then they had to leave. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that if you're not going to do it that day, fine. Go to, you know, Mercer Stadium, Georgia State Stadium. Yep. Um, do it somewhere because your whole point is to have it neutral, and then you don't a few days before. That definitely just throws everything off for sure. No doubt. No doubt. And this, um, this is not necessarily for Lee at all. This this has kind of been a thing that I've seen in the past, when even in regular playoff games, there's you know, rules and regulations for who should host a game, what you have to have to be able to host a game. And again, definitely not about Lee at all. Um, I just thought about this, how a lot of these times these playoff schools don't have all of the things that you're supposed to as far as a visitor's locker room, enough set, whatever, whatever. And I think that that should definitely be something that's enforced as well because there's no reason we should be putting these kids and fans in the conditions that we do sometimes in the playoffs. Right. Now, I will say this. Coffee had a chance to win that game with a chip shot field goal attempt. Mm-hmm. And they missed. Yes. I think the field goal hit the upright or something, if it, I'm not mistaken. It, it did. Boy, that stinks, man. <laughs> if you're a Coffee County fan. Yeah. Oh, that's hard to take. I mean, you are inches away mm-hmm. from winning that school's first state championship. Um, and it didn't happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> Coffee was right there. But anyway, I digress. Stephen Wynn says, uh, we actually got a couple of people answering this one. Stephen says, I think it was the higher seed. Jim Blair talks about capacity. Jacob O'Neill says, I believe it should be back at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Them kids work hard to get to the championship. Truthfully, 
I do too. Uh, Billy Watson says, you are right, Sega Bass, about UGA in a form against Boise State. Yes, Billy, we have to concede Sega Bass was right. He sent me the video of it too. Anyway, getting back to the state championship game. I'm a big advocate. Put that game, it is a reward for these kids. Put that game on the big stage. Let these kids go play in a stadium that most of them will never play in and again unless they make it to the pros. But, again, that's going to be the vast minority of kids anywhere. So let them play on that big stage where the big boys play, the Falcons. Oh, wait a minute. I meant the big boys. (laughs) Uh, Where the professional teams play usually. And um, let them play in the stadium. Again, neutral site, and it's a big under the Big Ten. So that's my thing there. Uh, Stephen Tate talking about the coffee game. That was heartbreaking. Boy, it was, Stephen. I'm with you there, buddy. All right, finishing out what I think are the best games. So I left off. I was talking about Thomasville and Oconee County. I think Oconee County wins it by a touchdown. Irwin County at Tift. Tift's got to win this game, guys, and I think they do. 14 to 7. Now, Mill Creek at West Forsyth. If you guys don't keep up with the, the, some of the football in the north part of the state, you, you're really robbing yourself of some good top notch football. Guys, be a fan of everybody. I'm telling you, you'll, you'll really appreciate it, especially this one. Mill Creek at West Forsyth. Mill Creek has allowed 10 points a game. And their first three wins, West Forsyth, they're putting up like 40 a game. So something got to give here. It's a big-time offense and a big-time defense going against each other. I like Mill Creek in this one, 25-21. By the way, uh, West Forsyth has got an unbelievable tight end in Oscar Delp. And their running back, Peyton Streck, ran for six touchdowns last week. Beast mode. Buford versus Chaminade Madonna. They are a powerhouse out of South Florida. Not Buford, but Chaminade Madonna. You guys know about Buford. Of course, the state powerhouse. Uh, Both these guys made it to the state championship game in their respective classifications in their respective state. Of course, Buford wins the 6A state championship. Chaminade Madonna comes up a little bit short by a field goal in in the class 3A uh, state championship in Florida. There are going to be <laughs> half the guys, probably more than that, three-fourths of the guys on the field at any given moment in this one are going to be playing on Saturdays next fall, which includes about half of uh, Buford's complete roster. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. Um, so take your pick. I think this is Buford's best team ever. Chamonix Madonna. They're always in the national top 25 rankings. But I think this one's going to be all Buford before it's all said and done. Buford, 35-16 over Chaminade Madonna. Cairo at Fitzgerald, bringing it back to South Georgia. The Purple Hurricanes, you know, we had Tucker Pruitt on yesterday. And I you know, give it Tucker a little bit of grief. And I don't think he was buying into it a whole. I don't think he was very happy. I was trying to joke with him, talking about how, yeah, he was sandbagging back at the beginning of the year. Oh, we've lost everybody. We lost our whole offense, which they did. Uh, but lo and behold, he's got Fitzgerald playing really well. 
They beat a pesky Dodge County the other night, 15-6. to And Cairo, we saw them play over in Thomasville. They had a 21-0 lead on Thomasville. Should have won the game. But if if and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas too. So, that being said, I like Cairo. I'm going to take Cairo in this game in an upset, 20-14. to And you Clinch County fans and Pierce County fans will love this. I've got Clinch versus Pierce in game six of my pick six. Clinch County, and here's what I said about this game, by the way. A week ago, Clinch County would be would nowhere to be found in consideration for the pick six. But isn't it amazing what one win can do for you as a football program? And that's what happened to Clinch County. Clinch County, they knock off the Pelham Hornets after getting beat by a combined score of 59-6 to in their first two games. Clinch County gets beat 26 to nothing and 33 to 6. Everybody's writing them off, including yours truly. Well, they come out and they somehow miraculously beat a solid Pelham Hornets team by 20 something points. So now we back up and say, wait a minute, Clinch County may be a team to be reckoned with. So that's why I've got them as a game to watch with Pierce County. Now, Pierce County, we know, defending 3A state champions, uh, and I like them big time in this game, 17-12, to to defeat Clinch and bring the Clinch County Panthers back down to earth. <laughs> Tiffany, you want to comment on uh, my pick six? Um, hold on, let me see. I think it went away for a second. Okay, I think I'm back now. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, um, I think I but, was right. Yeah, no, I think but, Pierce wins that game as well. Um, yeah, I don't clinch again, losing the two, and then um, beating Pelham. But st- I'm still not convinced on clinch, so I definitely think Pierce wins. Yeah, one of those teams definitely up in the air. I like the matchup, though. I like the two programs. Clinch, the proven longtime winner, uh, multiple state championships under Jim Dickerson. Um, Don Tyson, his dad, longtime coach there, also was a championship coach. Now, Don Tyson is trying to step into the footsteps of both of those aforementioned coaches. Uh, last year, he did, I thought, a remarkable coaching job. Everybody was ready to count out Clinch County last year. He gets them back in the uh, state semifinals. But I just think in this one, it's going to be too much of Ryan Herring and the Pierce County Bears. I think so, too. But all of those games are good. That's a great pick six for this week. Well, thank you. It was uh, tough. I also considered Warner Robins versus Hoko. Now, I thought about it. And last week, I put Warner Robins and Northside Warner Robins up there as a pick six. And, of course, Warner Robins just blew them away. So I didn't want to take a chance on that happening a second straight week. I thought that might make me look bad. Mm -hmm. So I decided not to include Warner Robins in Houston County. I just don't think Houston County is there yet. I think they're a good team. They're doing well. Kennedy, what about you? Yeah, Warner Robins will beat them pretty handedly. I think by the time Hoko's quarterback is a senior, he will – 
be awesome. But yeah, I mean, he's he's young. He's not there yet. So um, except Hoka's running back is I think he's number 23, maybe watch out for him. I think he, he always has a good day. Uh, but yeah, Warner Robins will win pretty easily. Rufus Harper says wrong pick, Phil. Now, which one was that, Rufus? Hashtag Dog Nation. So that would have been... Uh, Thomasville, oh, maybe? Uh, maybe so. Yes, yes, Thomasville. Listen, like Kennedy said, right now I'm doing Thomasville a favor because I picked them to lose and they're winning every single game. Y'all better be saying thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Charles King says, watch out, brother, talking about the Falcons. Hey, listen, I love the Falcons. I always say, I'm not going to watch the Falcons this week. And guess where I'm at? Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. If I'm not playing tennis, uh, I'm going to be watching the Falcons. Uh, Jacob O'Neill is proud of picking Pierce County. Good job, Phil. Hey, uh, so Jacob, let me ask you. Is Pierce County, do you think that they've got what it takes to win a state championship again this year? A little bit of a question mark. I don't think that running back they got is healthy. Let me know, Jacob. Inquiring minds want to know. Abby Pearson loved the Clinch County pick, by the way. She says, go Panthers. Roll, red, roll. I hear you. All right. Uh, winding down, we're 649. All right. I want to go over this real quick before uh, we get out of here. So I told you about the Maxwell projections. Mm -hmm. What is that? Lauren Maxwell, he is the uh, official Georgia high school football historian. He keeps up. He's the one that posts all of the historical data for the Georgia high school football historian's website. The weird thing is Lauren doesn't even live in Georgia, but he loves Georgia high school football. What does that say about the brand of football we play in Georgia? But he is a mathematician. He loads all this data and information, and he comes out with what he thinks are going to be the playoff teams to watch this year. Real quick, like, in 7A, he likes Marietta to play Camden County. So what you've got is the regions one versus three, and that's across the board in every classification. He likes Marietta as the region's three number two pick to take on Camden County, region 17A's number two pick. And he likes Marietta to win that one. Also, he likes, let me see here, Walton and Lowndes in a rematch in the first round of the playoffs. And guess what? He likes Walton to win it again. How about that? Yeah. Ooh, Lowndes fans, what do you think about that one? All right. Uh, also, Tiff County as the number four seed to take on North Cobb in the first round of the playoffs. He likes North Cobb. So far, Lauren Maxwell, not kind to Region 17A. No. <laughs> And I know I'm not going in the exact order, guys, so bear with me. <laughs> Colquitt County, the number one seed out of Region 17A, going to be taking on the Harrison Hoyas in the first round of the playoffs. He does like Colquitt to win that game. So he likes Colquitt to be the lone winner 
in the first round of the playoffs to advance with Camden, Tift, and Lowndes to take an early exit. What do you guys think about that? I'll add this. Colquitt County, he's got them again as the only Region 1718 winning in the playoffs. He does not have them winning in round two, though. He's got them losing. Uh, hold on, I take that back. He does have them beating Norcross in round two. My bad. Um, but he does have them exiting in the quarterfinals, losing to Collins Hill. But still, not being kind to Region 17A, he thinks that they'll be out of it pretty early before we even get to the quarterfinals of the playoffs. Semifinals in 7A, the Lauren or the Maxwell projections likes Mill Creek, likes Grayson to get back to the semifinals. West Forsyth and Collins Hill are your final four. He likes Collins Hill and Mill Creek in the state championship game. How about that? Yeah. Not a kind year for 17A. No, not at all. <laughs> Jim Blair says, yeah, it's hard to beat someone twice. I, that's the first thing I thought when I saw that. You don't think the Lounge people and the Lounge team, fans, players, coaches, want another shot at Walton? Absolutely, they do. Yeah, so I, I think that uh, I think Lounge wins that if they do get back together. I like that. Uh, let's see. Rufus Harper says, going back to my predictions, Thomasville over Oconee, 20 four to 17 that's not bad not bad at all all right let me go down here 6a let's see what the maxwell projection says for 6a all right he likes houston county to win round one playoff game over alcovy he likes Northside warner robbins to defeat grovetown he likes it's kind of hard to see. Some of these are in bold and some of these are in very light. All right, I'm going to have to skip over that one. I can't see. All right, and Lee County, of course, and I'll just skip to the chase here. He likes Lee County to win, but if somebody reminded us, I think it was Jim Blair, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday, the only problem is the way that the brackets are set up, we are unfortunately – not going to be able to have a Buford-Lee County state championship rematch, and that is a shame. That it is. So if, yeah, isn't it? Yes. I mean, I, I hate that. There's no doubt those are the two best teams in 6A. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, are you wondering who the Maxwell Projections is picking to win Buford versus Lee County? I am. Buford, what did you think? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a uh, surprise. The final four he's projecting to make it in 6A. And this is surprising. Carrollton, hmm. Westlake, Rome, and Buford with Westlake and Buford playing for the state championship. Wow. But those are interesting. Absolutely. 4A, Warner Robins to make it 
to the quarterfinals. And let me just, for the sake of time, let me give you the final four real quick here so we can get all these brackets in. Coffee, Cartersville, Creekside, and Warner Robins, your final four. He likes Warner Robins and Cartersville again in the Class 5A state championship. Rematch there. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't they play last year? They did. Uh, let's see. 4A, final four, Flowery Branch. Perry, Marist, and Jefferson. All North Georgia except for Perry. Mm -hmm. He likes Jefferson and Perry to play for the state championship. Coach Kevin uh, Smith up there, Perry, has done a well of a job. Coach of the year, by the way, Kennedy. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's my prediction. Oh, my goodness. Look at his predictions in AAA. Hang on, Pirate fans. The Maxwell Projections, Final Four, AAA. Appling County, Sandy Creek, Cedar Grove, and Pierce County. Wow. With the state championship coming down between Cedar Grove and Appling County. How about that, Pirate fans? <laughs> you will love that. Double A real quick. We'll roll through this. He likes Thomasville and Fitzgerald to play for the state championship in double A. What about that? Mm -hmm. Kennedy Weems. Yeah, I like that. Check this out. In 1A public, he's predicting Brooks County and Irwin County to play for the state championship again. Really? Wow. I love it. Yeah. I love stuff like this, guys. I love these predictions like this. Well, we'll save these and wait and see. He updates these every week, by the way. Okay. So they are subject to change. And then if anybody cares, in Class A private, uh, Trinity Christian and Calvary Day. But nobody really does care. So there you go. There is the predictions from the Maxwell Projections for uh, a very, very way too early look <laughs> at the playoffs. No, those are definitely interesting. I, we'll have to keep up with them, see see if they change or not. Yeah, again, some interesting comments, by the way, Kennedy. Primetime Gridiron says, love to see Carrollton versus Westlake. Stephen Tate, no way Cartersville beats Coffee this year. I, I'm with you. I believe that. All right, guys, we are uh, about out of time. Two minutes left. Kennedy, you've, been, you've done great today. Uh, anything you'd like to say as we get ready to close out? I'll give you the final words today. Uh, no, we covered so much today. It was a wonderful show, and I think we had over 200 comments again. So great viewers, great um, great comments. So def definitely appreciate that from everybody. We really do, guys. Again, rem remember to like and share our page. That helps us get the word out, and uh, we want to get more of you guys watching the live feed because we think we got a pretty good uh, gig here talking high school football. Kennedy, thanks so much for joining us today. As always, we appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, you can always go back and check out uh, archived versions of the show uh, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. It's real easy. Just uh, enter Extra Point with Phil Jones. You can actually Google it, and uh, it'll come up and lead you to past uh, editions of the show. For Kennedy Weems, 
And for Mr. Producer, Brandon Pham, I'm Phil Jones. You guys have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. May your favorite team win Friday night. And I'll see you back here on Monday. See ya.